Hello, friends. Welcome to the very first episode of Awaken the Extraordinary, the podcast. I feel like it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to tell you what you just clicked on to listen to, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> it is Awaken the Extraordinary, the podcast, finally. And my name is Christy Madero. And I would just like to welcome you um, to this very first episode. I am excited and I'm freaked out. And every time I think about that, I think of that scene from Saved by the Bell with Jesse Spano when she's taking those pills to keep her awake while she's studying. And she's like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so scared. And yes, it was a very serious topic, but I mean, like the acting in that scene, um, yeah, just the, the acting in that scene, but that's, that's literally what comes to mind when I think of how I'm feeling about this podcast. So I wanted to share because, um, I feel like it's important for you to kind of get a sense as to how my mind works. And, um, I don't know, you may just turn it off right now. I don't know, but, um, if you stick around, thank you so much. And, um, this is really, this particular episode is just going to be an intro into, who I am, how this idea came to be, what my vision is for Awaken the Extraordinary moving forward. And uh, then I'll wrap it up in a hopefully neat, tidy little bow. So as I said, my name is Christy Madero. I live in San Diego and, um, am a San Diego native. We are planning a move out of state next year, which is really exciting. Um, it's going to be a definitely a different type of environment for us, but I just feel really called to move out of state and, uh, my husband is on board. So that's, uh, what we're going to do. I have a son and he is uh, nearly four years old. I had him right before I turned 40. So I had my son, I think three weeks before I turned 40 and he is my one and only. I feel like people ask me the question all the time, when are you going to have more kids? And I'm just thinking, okay, I'm already feeling like people are going to mistake me for his grandmother. If I go to pick him up at some sort of athletic activity. <laughs> so I don't really need to put myself in that position. Um, but this is it. I think, you know, if I had started having kids earlier, I may or may not have had more. I was never, um, the type of person who just felt like I was, supposed to be a parent. I always just kind of had the feeling of, Hey, if I have kids, that's great. And if I don't, that's great too. And just kind of the way my life unfolded, um, you know, I, I'm thankful that I didn't have them earlier on. Um, I, I have grown a lot, I think just since becoming pregnant with him in 2017. And I'm thankful for the opportunity that I feel like I was given to get my, to get to know myself better as just a human being. And, um, I'm actually doing a lot of healing right now and a lot of work on, um, things that really impacted me as a child. And if I hadn't had the time that I've had, I don't know that I would be where I am. And, I'm really trying to be the best parent that I can possibly be to my son and, and learning from things that maybe didn't bode well for me, um, you know, in childhood that I'm really just kind of realizing now as an adult. So, um, yeah, he, he is my one and only, we have two dogs, um, I have a day job that I just, don't like. And, uh, that's kind of led me to where I am right now. So for 20 ish years, I have been in human resources and it's really just something that I fell into. And 
I'm relatively good at it. Um, I think the human element, just relating to people as human beings and, and developing relationships with them, that has always been the part of my job that I enjoy. Um, the rest of the stuff honestly bores me to tears. I am just, I am just not an HR person by nature. Um, not to say that there's anything bad about that, because I think the world needs all of us and needs people serving in different capacities. And I just have never felt that that was my purpose here on earth was to be in a human resources job. Um, I'm thankful for the opportunities that I've had where I can absolutely add that human element that I feel like is severely lacking, um, a lot of the time just from my perspective, but you know, when you're getting into like performance management and calibration and, and business agility and like, it's seriously stuff that I could care less about. And so, um, I've thought for many, many years, like, is this, is this what my life is? Um, I've never seen the movie Groundhog Day, but I know the concept and I've always just felt like, is this, is this it? I wake up, I go to a job that I hate doing stuff that I really don't care about. And then I go home and maybe I have a few hours in the evening to be me. And then I get to wake up and do it all over again the next day. I'm like, this cannot be what our life is about. And I've always felt like I was designed for something bigger and something different. And I hated when I would pull up to my office building or I would see the driveway and, um, there was this meme going around of Michael Phelps a few years ago is probably more than that, where he's just glowering and, um, you know, there were, there were all sorts of captions, but I actually created my own and, and I used, you know, that glowering Michael Phelps face. And I said, this is my face when I see my office in the morning. And it's funny, but it was so true. And I, I hated that feeling. It was like, there was something in me that died every time I went to work and it sucked. And I grew up watching my parents go to jobs that they hated. And I mean, I think my mother was actually sexually harassed at her job for a very long time, but I saw my parents going to work and knowing that they didn't like their jobs. You know, my dad because he didn't play like the corporate politics game was, you know, passed over, um, you know, for various promotions. And I just, I felt for them, you know, even as a kid and, and I just grew up thinking, this is not going to be me. I am not going to go to a job every day that I hate. And what ended up happening? I am going on 20 years of going to jobs and doing work that I don't like, you know, there, there's some days where I don't hate it, but I have to admit, you know, going to work and doing what other people are telling me to do and having to ask for time off to, you know, just do something with my kid. I don't like it. And, you know, my husband, when I tell him that he's like, you know, I mean, that's how most workplaces function. And I said, I know, and I think, you know, that's fine, but I don't want to be that person that feels like I have to ask for permission. I just, I just don't. And maybe it's my childhood and that I had to ask for permission for every single thing. Um, or that I was just never given permission to just be me. And so maybe that's why I feel like I recoil so strongly at that idea, but, um, I'm almost disappointed in myself in some ways that I ended up in the same type of position where it's just working for the weekend. And even then in the role I'm serving in now, you know, there's still an expectation that 
you know, you're, you're checking emails and stuff over the weekend. So you can never like fully detach. And I'm like, what the F is that? This isn't my company, you know? And there are a lot of people where they're okay doing that. And that's absolutely okay. If you're, you're listening to that and you're one of those people, that's absolutely okay, but it's not okay for me. And, um, the behavior that was modeled for me in terms of going to work every day and hating what you do, you know, there is a part of me that's like, "Mm, it makes sense. You know, there's a lot that makes sense. And as we get to know each other, um, you will definitely learn more about me and why I've made a lot of the choices that I've made in my life. But also now that I have a son, I want to model different behavior for him. I, I actually do not speak poorly of my job around him. Um, you know, even if I'm not happy with something, I'll wait until he's not around to vent to my husband, but I've also become a lot more mindful of how I speak about my job and what I do and how I feel about it to myself. So often when the official business hours are done, I don't really talk about work and I really try very hard to not even think about it. Um, that's really helped me establish kind of like these mental boundaries, which then give me mental space to think about these other things like this podcast that I want to do. So this whole idea of awaken the extraordinary, that's really where it originated from. It was me just going this this cannot be what life is, right? Like you wake up every day, you struggle, you're in survival mode, you go to sleep and guess what? You get to wake up the next day and do it all over again. And then maybe you have two days on the weekend where you can kind of have more time to yourself, but then Sunday night comes and you're like, oh crap. I get to do everything that I don't like to do all over again for five days straight. You know, I'm like, this doesn't make sense to me. Like this cannot be why we are put on earth. Like just to struggle. That doesn't make sense to me. And like I said, I felt that way for a very long time. And then 2020 happened (laughs) and, um, man, there's a lot to say. But, you know, when 2020 was approaching, everyone's like, yeah, it's 2020, the year of clarity, perfect vision. And then it happened, like March 2020 happened and um, everything came to a screeching halt. And I kept hearing about people talk about, well, 2020 was supposed to be this great year. And it was awful in so many ways, just like to me, kind of 2021 has been, but 2020 was awful in so many ways. But in 2020, I didn't have an opportunity to slow down. I know there were so many people whose professions were impacted because of closures and my heart goes out to those people. I also know so many people who are able to pause and reflect and be still and actually give some thought as to what they wanted to do because they no longer had a job. And so some people even dared to think about what can I do to make a living? And I'm doing something that actually brings me joy. I'm doing something It actually lights me up inside. If you can hear my stomach growling, (laughs) it is what it is. Um, I love that it's this very emotional moment too. But people had a moment in time 
where they could pause and actually give themselves space to imagine a different possibility for themselves. And so many people took advantage of that. There are so many people being creative and being innovative and, and their entrepreneurial spirit is coming out because something either gave them space to imagine a world that might be a little bit different than the world they were currently living in or something forced them to stop. And that was really my overall perspective of, of what's been happening, you know, and there, there's so many theories as to how stuff originated and I'm not going to go there, but for me, ultimately what it came down to, and this is for me is God going, you guys are just, everything's a mess. Everything's a mess. So you know what? I'm going to force you all to stop and take a good long look at yourselves in the mirror. And, um, we'll see what happens. And that could be totally different than your take. That's mine. And I am in a position where I, um, help support caregivers in, in private facilities and in, um, homes. So when everything went crazy, my job got really crazy And for me, as someone who sometimes has challenges managing anxiety, who has a history of hypochondria, it was not a good situation for me. It was actually pretty awful because I know we all know you couldn't escape what was happening. You turned on the news, whether it was a mainstream network or something that wasn't mainstream. Um, you know, you would go into Facebook and Instagram and, you know, you had your friends texting. So you had all of this. But then I got to go to work every day and deal with it in the scope of my job. And in human resources, this is nothing that I ever anticipated I would be dealing with, you know, people calling and saying that they, they were ill. And then you have to do the backtracing and you have to contact people. And I mean, there were days where that was literally many, many days where that was literally all I did. So it was emotionally exhausting people. Like I was scared. People were scared. The people I was talking to were scared. And so we were just operating from a place of fear. And if you've done that at any point in your life, you know, how emotionally exhausting that is. I think so many of us are just exhausted in pretty much every way possible. And I started listening to audio books and I started this Gabby Bernstein meditation challenge and I was not consistent with it. But what that did was that kind of cracked the door open for me to start perceiving my world in a different way, for me to begin experiencing my world in a different way And for me to actually just start thinking about my life differently, as I said, I've always felt like I was destined for something bigger. If we go back to the age of 12, I wanted to be on the Mickey mouse club. My mom didn't take me to the auditions because she didn't think I would sing in front of people. That's a whole thing (laughs) that I joke about, but actually really impacted me as a kid. But I always wanted something bigger than what I was seeing in my world. And so with 2020 being the shit show that it was in so many ways, it also allowed me to gain clarity on my life, where I was going and look at that and go, yeah, I don't want that. Like, I really feel very strongly about not wanting that for myself, for my family, for my son. So what can I do to ensure that my life goes differently? And I gave it a lot of thought and I, I couldn't really land on anything, but there was something that I did at work, um, this weekly challenge that I came up with and we 
did our HR department did something different every week. So most of the time I came up with a theme, we would dress a certain way, submit pictures. I would write a witty caption because I love doing that. And I know it's something that I'm good at. And it also allowed me to tap into this creative side that I, I knew was there, but I had neglected for so long. And I get emotional because that is something that I've always prided myself on is my creativity and my imagination. And I hadn't flexed that muscle in so long that I thought it was gone. And in doing this exercise with my team to really just cultivate a sense of community because we were all working remotely, that muscle was dusted off. And it's just like when you work out, you know, it takes you, it takes you a while to get back into the swing of things. But after a while, you know, your muscle, that muscle memory comes back. And that's exactly what happened for me. And it was really just this amazing thing where I was like, oh my God, like this is still there. This piece of me that I've neglected for so long, something that has brought me such joy throughout my entire life. Like it's still here. And I did that challenge for probably six months and it brought joy to so many of our colleagues in the office because we kind of expanded it to be this thing. Like we had games, like it was, um, the masked HR professional, a take on, you know, the masked singer. And I came up with clues for the majority of the team and, you know, our, our colleagues would play and then they would win a prize. And so it was this thing that many, of the people in the office looked forward to every Friday. And it made me happy because again, I was flexing that creative muscle, but other people were being made happy because of that. And I did it for six months. And then I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm tapping out of this because my creativity needs to benefit me now. Like it, this did benefit me in some way, but I want it to benefit me directly. And I didn't think this is something we would still be doing in six months when I came up with this idea. And when I came up with the idea, it was really just inspired action. And that's really a big part of what this podcast is, is just taking inspired action. I have visions for what this will evolve into and what I desire for it to evolve into but ultimately the final outcome, I'm like, I'm not tied to that because what I've been doing for the past year and a half or so is really just taking inspired action. And I'm really digging the way that's panning out for me. Um, so with that thing that I did at work, I didn't know what it would evolve into, but I really do think that if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't be sitting here, speaking into a microphone, talking to you right now. Um, so last October is when I kind of stopped the stuff at work. And then, um, I told my husband, I said, I want to do something else. I just, I don't know what it should be. And so we were waiting in line at downtown Disney with my son. And, uh, I said, what if we started a podcast? just about like life's journey. And when you know that there's something more to your life and your story than what you're living, what you're experiencing. And how does that look? Like, how do you, how do you figure that out? If you figure it out, what do you do? And I told him, I said, and it's not to say I have all the answers because I certainly don't, but it's more about the journey and sharing my experience and what I'm learning and how I'm growing and evolving and inviting other people to just come with me. And through this, I want to get to know people. I want to get to know their stories. I want to understand what their challenges are and perhaps how I can help them or how we can help each other. 
because I told him, I said, I can't be the only person feeling like this. And so he was a hundred percent on board and, um, we started just kind of brainstorming ideas. And again, all of this is in line at downtown Disney. And, uh, we started brainstorming ideas and I said, I want it to be something like a life less ordinary, something like that. And then I said, you know, just really awakening to like that, which is extraordinary within yourself, that, which can be extraordinary in your life, that, which is extraordinary in your life. And you just don't see it because of one reason or another. And then I said, what if that's it? Like awaken the extraordinary. And there it was. So then we started talking about the tech and I was freaked out because technology intimidates me. And, uh, it was something that sat in the back of my mind for a really long time. And I just wasn't taking action. So there is a podcast that I listen to that I highly recommend. Um, it's called don't keep your day job by Kathy Heller. And that she is someone that I discovered. So I found Gabby Bernstein and then Gina DeVee and then Gina DeVee led me to Kathy Heller and Kathy Heller is absolutely my person. Um, you know, she does all these, these pop culture references and, you know, talks about like punky Brewster. And she actually on one podcast mentioned the Mickey mouse club and the fact she's like, did you know that there was a band? I'm like, I did know there was a band. So she's doing all of these pop culture references. And I'm like, I, I need to be her best friend. So she really resonated with me. And in listening to her podcast, one of her messages is always just like, be messy. Um, so that's why I, there's really no production, but I'm not really, there is no production value right now on my podcast because I just needed to do it. I do like having music in high school. I was that girl, all the girls were going out like football games and parties. And I'm sitting there because I had a pager with my voicemail, you know, and I would, I would sync up the beat with like when I spoke and then I would fade out the music. So production value has always been a thing for me. So that is coming, but I just needed to get the ball rolling here. So this is my being messy, but backtracking a bit, as I said, the technology freaked me out. And so I started with Instagram because I knew how to do Instagram. I didn't know how to do Instagram then, like I do now. And even that now I have so much to learn, but I was like, I can do Instagram. And I started it on February 27th because 27 and 227 are numbers I see all the time. And uh, I started doing a couple podcast or a couple posts a week. And then I went out on stress leave because I, I just, I couldn't work anymore. I could barely function at life. And while I was on leave, um, there were some very hard days, but I really committed myself to trying to post every day. And I feel like doing that was such a huge part of my own personal growth and evolution because it was something that I committed to because it fed me creatively, but it also kept reinforcing these new beliefs and these new value systems that I was developing within myself. And I only thought about that recently. It's like, you know, when you're going to the gym, you can go to the gym once or twice a week and that's great. But if you're going, and even if you go once or twice a week and you do that consistently, like that's awesome. But if you commit to doing that three or four days a week and you're doing that every week, you're going to get stronger. And so I feel like my faith and my belief in knowing that my life is supposed to be this great, wonderful, extraordinary life. Doing that every day, like that stirred something within my soul. And so for me now, it's, it's not even a question of, is my life going to be what I want? It, it absolutely is. And I'm making it that way. And one of, one of the things that has really just kind of stuck with me is 
I've always kind of been of the mindset that life happens to us. We just have to roll with the punches that we are not an active participant in creating the life that we want. And now I call bullshit on that because I don't believe that life happens to us. Life happens for us and we can choose to be victims and we can choose to go into this negative scarcity mindset, or we can see our setbacks, acknowledge when things are painful and hard and difficult and take a day or two to just hide under those covers. But no, have that knowing in your soul and in your heart that if something that we classify as bad is happening, there is a purpose there. And we can grow through something. We can help others through something. And I look at the crappy stuff that I've been through, like even as a kid. And even though so much of that still hurts me. And in that moment, I'm not able to grasp why it's happening. But I look back at those moments and I'm actually so thankful for them because if I didn't have them, I don't feel like I would have started pursuing this journey of mindfulness, of really trying to improve upon myself. And I don't believe that I would be the mom to my son that I am today, that I strive to be every day without those really crappy experiences in childhood. And so I can look back and be thankful for that. And that has also shifted. That realization has also shifted how I perceive situations in my life now. And so I'm thankful for them, although they still suck and they still hurt. I can also be thankful for them and I can grow from them. I've learned from them and that helps shape how I perceive things, how I choose to respond to things, what actions I choose to take. All of that is because of those really awful experiences that I've had. And I don't feel like we grow the most when things are good and things are easy. We grow when things are difficult and we can choose two things. I think letting something just dictate how our life goes and just kind of getting caught in that downward spiral or just using that as an opportunity for us to level up. And so for me, doing those posts every day just really drove home all of that. And I was still intimidated by the tech. <laughs> so, um, I kept putting it off, putting it off, putting it off, you know, I would do the reels. I loved my reels. I loved that creativity. And my husband just kept asking me, when are you going to do the podcast? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's just the tech. And I was really hoping that he would kind of take control of the situation for me. And he didn't, which is actually really good because I am a very hands-on person. I want to learn things hand-on so that I can do it myself. It's like I told him the other day, like, I don't know where you put the holiday decorations. And I hate having to ask you because I ask you and I have to ask you like 10 times to get them out. If you just tell me where they are, I'll just go get them. So for this, it was like, I just, I just want someone to show me and then I'm fine. I'll do it myself. So I am very hands-on, but this he kind of let me take the reins, uh, or he handed over the reins to me. <laughs> and, um, I, I was like, okay, you know, on my Instagram, it's like podcast coming soon, coming soon. 
I am wonderful at procrastinating when things intimidate me. And so someone actually messaged me earlier this month. It was like, oh my gosh, like, that's so great. You're starting a podcast. When are you starting it? And I looked up at my friend's calendar because I'm a huge friends fan. And I was like, Halloween, because it's a day of scary stuff. So that makes sense because starting a podcast is scary to me. And that's literally how I landed on October 31st. Now I've learned that there's an approval process for podcasts. Like I didn't know any of this stuff. (laughs) So, um, my podcast may not actually be live on Halloween and that's fine, but I am recording it in the event that magic happens and somehow everything's approved and this does go live on Halloween. But that is the backstory to how Awaken the Extraordinary, the Instagram, the podcast, how all of that has come to be. Um, In terms of what I envision for Awaken the Extraordinary, um, I really want it to be a movement. I feel very strongly that we need a community of like-minded people who have decided to not let life dictate who they get to be. People that know that there's something better out there, that they were designed and destined for something greater than the life that they're living right now. I want this to be a gathering of people who feel that way. I want Awaken the Extraordinary to be a community of people who lift each other up, who encourage each other, who, when they see somebody else have a win, don't get jealous, but instead see someone accomplishing something as encouragement for themselves to go, Hey, that, that girl does not know what she's doing. And she's starting a podcast that inspires me. And I want to do it too, because look, now I know five people that have started a podcast. So even if I don't know what I'm doing, maybe I can reach out to those people and I know that they'll help me. Instead of going, she started a podcast. Another person started a podcast. I don't have a podcast. Like using someone who's doing something that you want to do as an example of what you can do and what you are capable of doing with the right support, the right tools, the knowledge. I grew up my whole life surrounded by women who put themselves down, who put each other down, who were jealous and who felt intimidated by others who, by whatever their definition was, like had more, were achieving more. And I feel like it's time we just stop competing with each other. Like that doesn't, that doesn't cultivate like a strong sense of community. I think we all need to have more love and compassion for ourselves. And when we do that, when we feel that way for ourselves, like that bleeds out into the world and it sounds very Pollyanna, but it just makes the world a better place. And so My desire is to be a light in our world because it can be pretty dark and I want to shine a light on others because you deserve it. We all deserve it. And when someone shines a light on you then you can turn around and shine a light on someone else. Kind of reminds me of this thing. Um, Y'all know how old I am, so it's fine. Um, (laughs) Besides, age should be something that we're proud of. You know, I feel like women especially, we're we're conditioned to think that we should be ashamed of our age. And um, as Aaliyah said, age ain't nothing but a number. There's a whole weird backstory there. But age doesn't define who you are. 
But anyway, um, you know, just kind of the imagery of having a light shown on you and then you turn around and shine a light on someone else. It reminded me of this thing um, back when I was a kid called Hands Across America. And, you know, people from across the entire country got together and hold, held hands to show unity and connectedness. And I'm sure there was some underlying cause that I don't remember because I was young. Um, but how beautiful is that idea? And it also highlights those small things that we took for granted, like being able to hold someone's hand or give them a hug or give them a kiss. The world needs more love and light and compassion and empathy. It needs more people living the life that they were always designed to live. Because that's why you're here. That's why we're all here. And I feel like we get so bogged down in the day-to-day and living our life according to what someone else tells us is how we should be living our lives. I didn't go to college. I went to community college and I took a break because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And um, when I decided that what I wanted to do or major in was still the same, I was like, you know what? I'm making okay money and I don't feel like incurring a lot of debt. And I really don't like school anyway. So I didn't go. I think our world encourages adherence to gosh, the right way to do something. And so I brought up that example of college because, you know, we're, we're all told maybe not all of us, but many of us are told you go to school, you graduate, you go to college, you get a job most of the time working for someone else. And that's just how it is. And it's normal for you. Like you don't like your job. Yeah. Most people don't like your job. Like most people don't like their job. That doesn't work for me. I don't think there's one set way to do anything. I don't think there's one set way to success. I don't think there's one perfect way to live your life. We're all different. So why do we think that we all have to conform to a specific way of doing something? I think that leaves a lot of people feeling unfulfilled and miserable because they're not fulfilling what their purpose is. And to me, in a way, their soul is dying. Their spirit is dying. And whenever I think about that, Whenever I say that, I always think of that scene in Cocoon where, you know, Wilfred, Wilfred Brimley and his cohorts are all jumping into the pool that has these nutrients for the aliens that are in the pod. And then at the end, they open the pod and that alien is just so emaciated. And it's really actually heartbreaking. But that's what I think of when I think of our soul dying because and I guess it's really more our spirit, like our spirits dying because we're not giving it the nutrients it needs to thrive because we're living a life that we probably aren't supposed to be living because we were destined for something different and something greater. And we just need to open ourselves to the possibility of something greater being out there for us. I think we all have, we all have dreams. And I think so many of us have been told that Everybody has dreams. And when you go to actually 
take a step forward to pursue that. There's a lot of people planting seeds of doubt in your head, you know, but then my rebuttal to that is look around our world consists of people with imagination, with creativity, people who actually had the courage to listen to that little voice in their heart. and take a chance. That's what Awaken the Extraordinary is. Everybody's extraordinary looks different. And if you're happy at your day job, that's wonderful. If you're not happy at your day job, that's okay. If your life is perfect, by your own definition, that's great. If you feel fulfilled, that's great. And if you don't, that's okay too. No matter where we are in life, I feel like we can all benefit from people encouraging us to one, be our own cheerleaders, but two, being our cheerleaders. The world is not going to be worse off because you are encouraging and supporting other people. Because those people are going to turn around and do that to someone else, for someone else. There's this ripple effect. And right now, that ripple effect to me is us being conditioned to operate in survival mode, to burn the candle at both ends. There has to be a wick at the other end. That's always been my thing with that. But anyway, you know, like functioning in this rat race, our value being placed on what we produce and achieve. And if you don't like that, that's okay. Because I don't like that. And I think there are a lot of people who after the last year and a half have realized like our time is limited on earth and um, why shouldn't it be the most amazing freaking experience we have when you're operating from a place of scarcity and fear, you're not able to see the beauty that's within yourself in the world. And I really want Awaken the Extraordinary to be a space for people where they can focus on themselves and help themselves awaken to that which is extraordinary within themselves because that will shift the focus when you look out at the world. And when you're looking at the world from a perspective of seeing beauty, seeing opportunities for you, to take those gifts that are uniquely yours and putting those out into the world in that bright and beautiful way, everybody benefits. That's what Awaken the Extraordinary is for me. And that's what I want it to be for others. I thank you so much for being here, for listening to my first podcast. Um, There are so many 
things out there vying for our attention right now. And I truly feel blessed that you chose to spend this time with me. And I hope there's something in here that spoke to you. I have ideas jotted down, but I really just free flow. I know people use the term riff. I don't feel like I'm hip enough (laughs) to get away with riff. I just talk. Um, If you've seen my stories on Instagram, you know that. And I thought that's why the podcast made sense. Um, But I really do appreciate you being here. And again, I hope something has resonated with you. My episodes for this podcast will be released on a weekly basis. I have so many ideas as to what this can evolve into. And I'm so excited and a little scared, Jesse Spano. Um, And I really hope that this inspires somebody. You know, if you're thinking of doing a podcast, I am happy to help with what I've learned thus far in the past week. Um, I think we, we all feel like we need to have this something perfect before we start. And there's never going to be perfect. And the only way we're going to know what to do or what our next step is or how to improve is if we actually just take action. So that's what this is for me. And, um, like I said, I hope it inspires somebody else. And, uh, again, thank you so much for listening. I can be found on Instagram at awaken the extraordinary. If you have any comments, feedback, I would love for you to share. You can write a review. You can send me a DM. If there's a topic that you would like to hear my thoughts on, please send me a DM. I I'm doing the show for all of us. Um, you know, I want my content to be valuable to you. So again, if you have an idea, please let me know. And again, thank you all so, so much. I encourage you to shine your light on yourself today go out and shine it on other people. The world needs you. That's why you're here. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.